Welcome to Pierce Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And this is episode 274, an update episode. And yeah. it is so nice to be back. Yeah, it's 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 really good to be back. I mean, uh, we did for a long time, we did uh, you know, some some kind of shorter episodes and a long time, you know, a couple weeks. Uh, and so we we pounded those out early, but it's nice to actually be back for you know an actual long episode and to be live with uh with so many of our, our listeners and subscribers so it's good to see you guys all here we've already been having some good chats in the chat uh and uh, we actually got a super chat here so uh the rhythm joy uh and it's the resale compass here just wanted to say happy new year and thanks for all the knowledge y'all both share oh man that, that's so thank what, you a, so what much. a way to start the podcast that's right like that's that's super 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 helpful for us so thank you for the super chat on that uh, rhythm j rhythm j love it um what did i say rhythm joy Rhythm Joy, which yeah, could be a username too. It, it's it's I'm a I'm I got my computer a little bit away from me, so it's kind of hard to see. But or Mike's just in a good mood. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, just thinking about joy. And uh, but anyway, so if you're listening on the podcast side, this uh, was a live that aired last night. So hopefully, you know, many people are going to be able to come over and watch. But uh, yeah, we decided to do something uh, different and go live for an just like a normal episode. So it's good to see you guys all here. Um, how's uh How's the break been for you, Orlando? So before I talk about that, I just want to say thank you to all the early ones that are here right now. We got uh, Ayana Reseller, uh, Queen 16. We got Kevin uh, and, you know, always a good and loyal, always, uh, you know, pretty much on all our lives and so on. So thanks so much, Kevin. Consignment Chat, hey, Libby, how's it going? Uh, the Disgruntled Octopus. I just love that username. Uh, Rocky Mountain Resale, always here for us. How's it going? And uh, and Rhythm J, and we got a few others here uh, jumping in. And so just want to say thanks for coming on. I know this was like Mike and I were like, you know what? We need to do a live. We need to start this new year right. And so uh, really appreciate all your support. Uh, and during this break, yeah, I, I will say this was different. And and we'll get more into to to you know the details of, of this Q4 in this episode and then a future uh, theme episode. Uh, but you know, I took a break. I took a break from just everything. Uh, I I felt and I you don't do that it. very often. I don't. I don't. It's uh, it's it's rare when that happens. And a couple of things. Uh, you know, on the social media side, I I was burnt out. I just felt uh, I needed to get away. And it was kind of nice. Uh, you know, Mike had mentioned we re pre-recorded a lot of our episodes ahead of time, and so it allowed me to step away. Uh, you know, it's it's. It, it's a wonderful community. It's, you know, I love being in the reselling community. Uh, but you know, like all of you experience, sometimes it's nice when you just get away. I, I took some time away and I visited some friends out in the Midwest and I was actually stuck out there for uh, two days, uh, uh, cause of storms and cause of overbooked flights and all that. And, and just decided during that time, like I, I did go sourcing and I'll share with that in a little bit. Uh, but, uh, as far as reselling goes, it's been kind of weird. I have not sourced uh, you know, for eBay consistently. Now I did have a couple of sourcing runs uh, in like two months, two months, which if you guys have been catching our podcast, the reason being I had picked up so much stuff in the month of October uh, that I was able to list, you know, if I wanted to uh, 15 items at least a day without running out, which was mm -hmm. kind of crazy because you think about it, if you put in sales. And so to me, it just reinforced the idea with, with eBay, I think, sky's the limit like if you have the time and you have the diligence and and your word that you love discipline and and you just can go you can build and you can build and you can build uh you know and but you you can also step away and so what was kind of nice was 
Uh, I had mentioned this on on our Instagram a couple of days ago, how I didn't list very much, but I had a large enough inventory that it didn't matter. And so sales still came through. Uh, yeah, I did have to send a lot of offers, uh, but I also had some major here. I'll share this real quick. During this time away, I did not put my store on vacation mode. I never put my store on vacation mode. Uh, those of you that are new might ask, like, Orlando, why? You, you went away, you're gone. And I find that I get less sales when I go on vacation mode and I get better sales when I'm away if I just change the handling time. We've talked you're about You're not going to get any sales if you're on vacation mode. You can still buy, I think, can't you? I don't know. Let us know in the chat. Can you still buy if you put your store on vacation well, mode? I don't know. Buy, maybe but, it's changed. But you can't sell. No, you can't. No, you can sell. Like, couldn't I sell? And it just says I won't ship until this time. Maybe you can. Maybe it's just fully closed. I, I think Let us know in the chat. See, this is how long it's been. So uh, let's see. Yes, you can still sell. All right. Oh, Thank nice. you, Libby. So so I, I trust I trust Libby's judgment here. So, yes. OK, so here's the thing. I changed my handling time uh, to three or four days. And then storms it and then I was stuck. And so all the messages that I sent earlier that like, hey, can I you know, uh, you know, do you mind if I ship this later? They were fine with it. And then next thing I know, now it's like, okay, now it's going to be two or three more days. Right. And so I called eBay and it's funny because you can tell when you get somebody on eBay, who's not a reseller and you can tell some, you know, somebody that's just customer service. So this, she was like, well, you should just put your store on vacation mode. And I had to explain to her, like, this is my living. Like I can't just stop sales from coming in. And then so, oh, there we go. Libby says they updated it last year. Okay, so that's why they updated last year, and it is awesome. I just updated the date you'll be back and ship. Okay, that might actually be. You know what? I probably, I, it might be. I mean, we probably, I probably should have done that. See, always learning something new. That's right. I'm not sharing with you guys. You guys are sharing with us. And so maybe that that's what. Maybe I'm just old school, and I should have just gone down that road. So, okay, so that's good to know. That's good to know. So, anyways. This is what I've learned. And I shared this uh, on our, I think, our Buy Me a Coffee Zoom, right? I didn't want to share this on the podcast because it's kind of... Well, you're sharing it now? I, I'm sharing it now because it, it's a risky play. But so what I do, what I've realized is that as far as eBay goes, as far as your metrics for shipping, it doesn't matter as far as, you know, do you, you know, let's say something's supposed to be due tomorrow. Right. You ship it by tomorrow, but you wait until the next day to ship it out. Whether it gets scanned or not is not as important as when it gets scanned on the other end, when it gets there or whether the buyer says it was late or not. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, so if you're but if you ship it and it gets scanned here on time, but I see what you're saying, though, if it's late, as long as it gets to them by the time you said it would get Correct. to them. Yeah, you're fine. Correct. And so. I did not message anybody that was going to be two or three days late. I didn't say a word. Uh, I printed out all the labels the day they were supposed to sh be shipped. And then I just shipped it, you know, the next year or the day after. Actually, as a result of the post office messing things up so much during Q4, I actually just used that to my advantage. And I just shipped things out later. Because, you know, everybody was like, oh, it, you know, they weren't expecting it to be Phil's priority. They weren't expecting it to get there in three days. Now, I'm not saying everybody should do that, but I'm telling you, if you get in a bind, I would not stress as much about shipping out on time. I would stress more about printing the label on time and making sure if you need to, maybe changing that to expedited shipping if necessary. Yeah. I don't think that's the case. I mean, a lot of times people just get that notification like 
that you've done something on eBay, like a mm -hmm. printing label has been created and our shipping label has been printed. So as far as they're concerned, unless it arrives to them late, like, or that's something they're really, really tracking, like I need this by Thursday because I've got something on Friday, then yeah, I mean, they, they've see that you you're doing something, especially like if you can print it, like right after they buy it. I mean, that's my favorite thing to see, you know, when somebody's like, this item has been shipped or the label has been made. It's like, all right, they're moving on it. So. And communication is everything too, right? The, the initial one is like, hey, except for you way. just said communication. Of, I'm the, no, I initially communicated with them. The initial one. Got the it. initial one was, hey, by the way, I'm out of town. If you didn't see the shipping and handling, I have three day handling, you know, and so it might take a little longer. And, and not one person canceled the sale, you know, and so so it all worked out. I did on the other end though. The day that one item was supposed to be shipped, I did have somebody message me like, hey, when is this going out? I said, hey, I'm sorry. It's going out today. It'll be there. And things were fine. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, being stranded <laughs> out in, out, you know, in in uh, in snow weather and not being able to do anything that that was kind of rough. But uh, so, yeah, things were selling. And I'll talk about this in a future episode. But I had, you know, one of my best eBay months. Uh, Amazon, not so much. Mm. Uh, I am still selling uh, Amazon inventory into January. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things where I've said this before. Last year, in, not last year anymore, the year before, 2020, I think a lot of us got spoiled at how good things were, right? You pretty much, if you saw something that had any kind of sell-through rate, it was going to sell. Uh, if You know, there was so much a shortage on things uh, where now, this year things were a little bit different and i i posted on instagram how most of my sales were in october not in december let us know in the chat what did you have most of your sales in october or was it december am i the only one in this yeah from my my perspective doing just the ebay not doing the amazon um it was like christmas day we got we started getting some good sales coming okay, in okay, and then okay. you know that that week after christmas sales were really rolling in and i think it's you know like we've talked about multiple times people are getting gift cards people are returning stuff people are actually getting for themselves especially in the used market uh maybe they got some cash you know grandma stuck a hundred dollars in an envelope and it's like with the socks yeah and it's like i want this used game or this used camera or whatever it is uh but those are things that people typically aren't going to sell uh you know or or gift a used item unless somebody asked specifically for it so um yeah i think on the on the ebay side it's that that week after christmas that it, it can be it can be awesome yeah, and into January too, you know, and uh, but you know, it was it, it was interesting, and so and and I know it was a long update on mine. And by the way, if you guys have questions, this is a live, and so you can always ask a question. You know, we're always willing to share here. Uh, I will say it's re January is a rebuilding month for me, mm. right? I I'm so out of so many supplies. I my my place is a mess. My car needs a wash. Uh, <laughs> it's basically you go into survival mode, especially those two weeks before Christmas. Uh, and you're just trying to crank out as many packages. And then I, I went on vacation right after that. So I had no time to slow down and rebuild. And so right now I'm in the rebuilding process, uh, back at home, trying to get things together. It's good. So I see what Kevin says. So that, that could be true. You know, it, some, for some people said, uh, we had more listings than last year and sold less. And so, you know, and so November, December was slower. So, and that's the thing. It's, I, th I think also it could mean that, you know, you might've sold less, but maybe you had more valuable items. That's part of growing as a reseller too, you know? Yeah. All right. What about you though? Uh, yeah. So I took, I took a, a week off. We drove to Texas, so we may or may not be moving. Uh, I mean, California is so crazy. I mean, and we've talked a lot about reselling as far as um, the, the freedom that it gives you. 
um, and it, the way it changes you. And some of the ways it changes you is it changes the things you want to buy, the way you spend money, the way you invest, all those things. You start to see a lot of changes in, in your life. And it's, it's just crazy. Like we filled up in California before we left to Texas at $4 and 59 cents a gallon, right? We drove to Texas. When we got into Texas, it was $2 and 40 cents a gallon. Like that's an insane savings. And so it's like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. The housing market's so much better. And so, you know, we just went on this trip to kind of, you know, look around some areas, kind of enjoy, you know, some time away. So we did that. And then we came back right before Christmas and, and did Christmas Eve here. Uh, but one of the things we did, we didn't do any sourcing because we were pretty much packed in our car. We didn't do the like, let's bring our trailer and go sourcing. We didn't want to make it a sourcing trip. Uh, but we did check out in, in the areas we were looking at. And this is what I would recommend to people. The areas we were looking at, we checked out some of the thrift stores. But what size are they? What types of thrift stores are there? What are their prices? And just like anything else, like everything is so much cheaper, you know, or 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 more expensive depending on where you're at. So the pricing is going to depend a lot on your location. So we, we talk about the store that should not be named and, you know, prices may vary. I mean, we see kind of national averages, but um, I mean, we even went to eat like one of our favorite places to eat here in San Diego is Texas Roadhouse. I know I've been talking about hey. Texas Roadhouse. I liked. I also went to Texas Roadhouse. It was good. Texas or break. Roadhouse is great. But here's the thing: they're stingy with the rolls in California. Are they? Well, they'll keep them coming. I don't know, man. Like, I try to get rolls to take home, and they won't. They won't hook it up. Oh, I mean, yeah, when, you gotta eat it there. No, when I go to the Midwest, I'm like, hey, can I take some home? And they like give me like twenty. Yeah, it makes sense. But it was crazy because <laughs> my wife and I will go to to Texas Roadhouse, and you know, sometimes we get some for my son. Usually, he just eats off our plate, and we're we're, we're always spending close to fifty dollars time you buy an appetizer, a couple of meals. And we had, let's see, there was five of us adults because my dad, it was his birthday and, and he lives in Texas. So he came uh, too. Um, so there was five of us adults there at the table. Five of us ate for $70. Wow, that's an, that's and insane. we looked at the price of every meal and it was anywhere from two to three fifty cheaper per meal. And it was like, oh my goodness, like everything is cheaper. And so, you know, but again, you got to figure there's other things like maybe they don't pay as much. So there, there's ups and downs on a lot of things you got to deal with. But uh, that was that was fun to do. But from the perspective of a reseller looking at, OK, like what are the thrift stores out here? What are prices out here? Um, but it's crazy because we post things on YouTube and we sometimes have people say, you know, they may be in a much cheaper part of the country, but yet they post comments about, you know, garage sale prices are way higher where they're at or their thrift store prices are just as high. So it's really tough because, you know, it all just depends. You know, sometimes I think in Southern California, we have the expense, but we also have a lot more garage sales, right? Pretty much year round. So there's there's ups and downs. There's benefits to everything. But uh, yeah, it was fun. And we, we did a lot of, like I said, when we got back and, and we put our store on, I think it was like five day handling. Um, but I'm definitely going to look a little bit more at um, putting on vacation mode. I and mean, we've always recommended not vacation mode, but that was pre their update. But now that you can, you know, say the time you'll be back, we still sold things that were during that time with the longer handling time. But we found a, we got a lot of sales on things right there that week of, you know, after Christmas, uh, things were going good. We're still getting some sales. I, I mentioned Harry Potter board games, I think an episode or two ago, and I thought we had sold out of all of them, but we had one more left and it sold at full price. And most of them that we've sold, we've accepted offers, right? Like total is like $64 for the, not a board game, sorry, a puzzle. It's like $64 for the puzzle. But we've been accepting offers of, you know, like 50 bucks. No big deal. Like that includes the shipping. But we sold our last one. No questions asked. No offer. And so people are willing to spend even now. And it's crazy to think like we're in this weird economy. And I mean, we just got to wonder like when are, 
when are sales going to stop? When are people really going to be hit by, you know, housing prices and gas prices and inflation? Uh, but there's still money coming in. People need to buy. And sometimes they buy used because, or they buy on eBay because they want to save money. So uh, I think as resellers, we're in a pretty good position. Yeah, I do. And, and I, I'm going to, we're going to do a theme episode talking about how I do believe 2022 will be the most challenging year for resellers, not saying in a bad sense, but it, it's definitely going to, you know, show who really was about reselling, right? In the sense that 2020, there's a lot of people that went to reselling, right? I mean, it was kind of like a lot of people were at home, a lot of people had extra time, 2021, kind of the same. And now we're in 2022 and I anticipate that the game's going to change even more. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, in a future episode, but I think a lot of the competition that we're dealing with now, I think over time will will go away. Yeah. Now, a, a few things here I wanted to share from the chat uh, before uh, we move on. Uh, Libby had said, uh, just like disgruntled octopus, that uh, containment chance has said, uh, same as uh, disgruntled octopus, way more in October, November, December was not great for us, mm. which is interesting, right? Because December usually it's really, really a great month. I still had a good month, but. I don't know. I when I posted this on Instagram, I had a, a bunch of people. So don't be disheartened if you're going like Orlando. It's weird. December wasn't that great. Look, look at October. See how things went in October. Yeah. Okay. So we got a comment here. Um, I, my eyesight sounds good. I think it's Kyle Cleveland. Uh, so so Yolanda posted the question. Oh, okay. So Yolanda had the question. Um, so notification item sold on GSP. It was attempted to be delivered, and then let's read but, out loud. Okay. So basically, the question essentially is something was sent through GSP, attempted to be delivered. Whenever there's a problem with GSP, my experience, Orlando's experience, is that as long as it gets to it's Kentucky, right? As long as it mm -hmm. gets to the distribution center, uh, you're fine. And we had a recent incident with that where an item, it, it was crazy. So we shipped it in a box. We sent the item. It went GSP. They got it and it was like super water damaged when they got it. And in fact, it was shipped in a different box. Like they showed that like they put a different box on it. The original box, like parts of it were still in there. So somewhere between Kentucky and where it was arriving, it, it had some serious water damage and they even changed the box. They put a different box on the outside of it and we got to pretty much wash our hands of it, right? Like, sorry, you know, that it was damaged. You're going to have to open up a claim with eBay. Uh, because it was through global shipping program and we were fine in that situation. So yeah, most of the time GSP is going to give you a lot of protections, whether something gets damaged on the way. Now, the one that I saw somebody mentioned that uh, there was damage, but the damage was already there. Like it was listed on the picture. Like, Hey, this is a damaged item. Somebody gets it and complains about it. Once they get it, that's a tough one. I mean, it's a little different because it's not a shipping issue. Um, I don't know how eBay would, uh, would respond to that because they said eBay was pushing them to accept the return. So usually when that happens, it's just somebody that's inexperienced. Uh, I, I would strongly urge you to just message eBay for business on Facebook and just let them know, hey, there's this item. I shipped it out. It was GSP per your policy. Once it arrives, it's no longer my problem and you should be good to go. Uh, the only hiccup, the only hiccup with GSP, and I've talked about this, I don't know how many podcasts ago, is if somebody does a chargeback from their bank right so i had at one time i shared the story about this guy in russia who i guess he didn't want the boots anymore but they already arrived and then they arrived to the city but they never arrived to him uh and he wanted his money back and then ebay gave him his money back and then he did a chargeback on top of that uh that he didn't receive the item and so the bank held that money and so ebay held that money for i don't know 120 days and then I finally got my money back, but I had to pursue it. Uh, but that is rare. That is rare. I mean, I have hundreds of GSP sales a year, as long as it gets to Kentucky. And even if it gets, 
you know, if there's like, say it doesn't work, right? I've had electronic items that were sent over there that didn't work. I always state the fact that it's possible that during the shipment, it might have been jostled, it might have been knocked around, and hence why it didn't work. And GSP has even covered that because I do believe that to be true with electronics. You don't know. I mean, yeah. you don't know what's going on uh, and how people are treating uh, items as they go over. So, yeah. And and we got another comment here about another return. Uh, eBay for business. Oh, let's see. I keep wrong. eBay for me told me to accept the return because he didn't check the item at the hub. Yeah, that was the same item I was talking about where he said that um, oh, okay. that he took pictures of the damage, they sent it, and the person complained about the damage. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you never know, um, but but most of the time you'll be all right. I mean... I, I would just keep pursuing. Yeah. If that's their policy, that's enough. their policy. Squeaky, squeaky wheel gets the, uh, gets the oil, right? So just keep complaining until they take it off. So. 100%. You do... Okay, GSP in Australia... Uh, would we, I do? I we at some point we did. I think right now it's not there, uh, due to the whole thing that we've been dealing with the last two years. Mm. Uh, but there was a time that they did have uh, GSP out there, so maybe it'll 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 come back soon. I don't know. Things are things are interesting out there from what I see from here. So, all right, all right you got any random stories? Uh, yeah. Before I get to random stories, though, hey, wanted to talk about buymeacoffee.com. A lot of you on here are one of our awesome uh, members have signed up. Uh, so buymeacoffee.com is a way to support us as, you know, we always give our content free without a paywall, uh, but we're always trying to expand and do more. Um, all of our equipment, you know, comes from, you know, buymeacoffee.com or revenue that we get uh, from ads on YouTube, which isn't very much. If you take a look at our subscriber count, uh, we also get revenue from the podcast side, but buymeacoffee.com gets us to that next level. So we're always appreciative about that. And so great for that. Now, I, I before we go on to uh, and moving on to the next section, if you haven't yet uh, and you've been a buymeacoffee.com member and you've been paying through PayPal, I don't know if you noticed there was an email sent out by the company that basically said switch over from PayPal to Stripe or hook or connect the card or you no longer can support uh, the, the the influencer or the creator. And our, our on our end, it was basically like either you choose to go along with Stripe or we will just deactivate your account. Yeah. And so what we noticed this past December is that we really did not get many new members at all. Uh, and there wasn't a lot of money coming in. Uh, and I think that's a result of the switch over. So if you, you know, we all get busy over break, you know, we, we miss an email, make sure to go to your buymeacoffee.com and see if you need to update it. Uh, just so, you know, you can continue supporting the podcast. Really appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, uh, you can always uh, sign up. It's buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. Link is below. Uh, you can sign up for a, a monthly. Uh, you can just say, hey, thanks so much. Here's a couple of coffees. Uh, just grateful for the support. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. That's right. And then we have one question here. Is there an update on the Discord? Yeah, so uh, I am I'm in the process of building out all the channels on it. And my goal is to have it up by... Uh, the end of January. And the, the idea behind the Discord is it's not going to be like your typical cook group. Uh, I want to have a few channels on Discord. If you've never used Discord before, it's, it's kind of almost like a chat slash forum thing where there's different channels you can open. And one of them is just going to be like a general reselling stuff. One might be like reselling funny stories, uh, maybe something where people can share like, you know, things that are going on in their reselling life. And then, you know, just simple things like that. So uh, I'm hoping to have that up soon. It's going to be free for everyone. We're not charging for uh, for our Discord 
Uh, so you can, you know, join that once we get it set up. We got a lot of people in our comments saying that'd be something they'd be interested in. It's just nice to have a community, a place where you can, you know, share your stories and and things like that. So, and we know that the Peer Hustle Podcast community is always, you know, positive and has great advice and it's not going to be, we're not going to probably be as active in it. Like we're not going to be, you know, posting every single day, tons and tons of stuff, but it's just going to be a place for our listeners to kind of go. Um, so that would be really, really cool. But uh, we're going to try and keep it clean, you know, so we will keep it a, a place where people aren't just on there, you know, posting inappropriate stuff or saying things that, you know, are, are going to make you not enjoy life. We want you to enjoy reselling and have fun and some fun reselling memes and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it'll be fun. Luckily, we didn't have a Facebook group. Did you hear about that over no. December? So a bunch of uh, eBay Facebook groups were shut down. Mm. Don't know why. Don't know if it was because of eBay. eBay did send out something saying, hey, sorry about that. We're working with Facebook to reinstate those groups. That's kind of it's just kind of wild. All right. So uh, some random stories. OK, so I got a couple. Uh, first of all, I've never been trolled so much like I got trolled this last December on eBay. Did it? Did you get triggered? Did you get upset? Did they win? No, the it, win? It, don't feed the, the trolls. With trolls it just they make me laugh more. I know that's just going to invite more troll, troll, you know, action. But uh, hey, you control us as long as you like and subscribe <laughs> and you share the content and you uh, and you control us as much as you want. If you join Buy Me a Coffee, yeah, yeah you, can, you can pay to troll us. If you that's want. Right. But, uh, you know, especially with Hot Wheels. So I list high. I, I'm not you know, to me, it's, it's about supply and demand and scarcity. Right. And so if I have an item and no one else has this item, I'm going to list it to the moon. That's just how they <laughs> you can't just laugh. Somebody commented. Rhythm J says Rhythm J commented in case you're listening to the podcast said, did they call you buddy? And you know what? I, I did get I, I think I got one or two buddy comments like nice. and but it was in, it was in a loving way, which is fine because I know that's one of our listeners. You know, um, I will say if you do want to talk to us, please DM us on Insta or you know, on the discord. Uh, I did get some people messaging, like asking for tips over the eBay messaging, which I don't mind. I'm not upset about it, but understand like that's the business side, right? So that ends up low on my priority of responses uh, because at that time I'm looking for those individuals that are trying to buy stuff at the moment. Uh, but man, I got, I had some like some messages were like, man, I was going to buy some stuff from you, but then I saw your prices. Have a good night, LOL. Or like, you're crazy. No one would ever pay that. You know, and we all get those, but I got them like it was on the daily at times, you know, and it was like, wow what, what plan you know it was you, just, should, you should just like write up spend some time and write like a, a three page like very like use the most the the, the most ten dollar words you can use and just be like thank you for your great advice on how i should run my business i will take into consideration all that you and just like but but not like mean but like a little condescending a little sarcastic and just have that as your go-to response for all of those I just, oh, it just, and, and the, the message <laughs> that would be, that would be good. Except, but then you're egging it on. See, I just ignore things and they go away. I learned a long time ago. If you don't want to engage with someone, don't engage with them or do a winky face or you could do the Yeah. But you're still engaging like that. Like to me, it's like the best way to not engage with people is just to completely ignore them. And then that'll work. Are we are we getting some uh, Wi-Fi issues here? I don't right know. Now? I'm, I'm showing a little signal saying our, our signals wink. So just let us know in the chat if we end up like breaking up or something weird happens on our uh, on our audio or something. Just feel free to let us know in the chat. Okay, we're back to normal now. All right. Cool. Okay. So 
So it's funny. Don't feel bad. Uh, somebody on here, uh, living consignment chat says, I feel bad saying, uh, buddy, I call people that all the time. No, don't, don't. If you live in a party, it's, it's my problem. It's something that I deal with, uh, just cause you know, back in the day, people used to call me buddy just, you know, to be mean. It's not like, uh, elf, you know, like mm. anyways. Uh, and so this is what I'll say is the, the, the trolling doesn't bother me. Cause I've always said this, whether it be because of us on social media or it'd be because on eBay and people don't like my prices is something else is going on in people's lives for them to take the effort to message that. Like I have, I've never looked at a listing. I don't even correct people on their listings unless it's like egregious. Right. But, uh, and I appreciate when people correct me on listings, but when people are just mean, it's like, come on, like, like you have to message somebody on eBay because you're not happy about something. Now, the one quote I got a lot was, which really bothered me. Hey, you should really accept this offer. It's a fair price. Mm-hmm. And I always responded as like, I understand that, you know, you're looking for a deal, but it's not about the fair price. It's about the supply and demand and what's available. So if you'd like to purchase this, this is the price I, I can't do anymore. Yeah, that's um, I, I saw like a funny meme. I don't know. It was like a TikTok or an Instagram or something. But somebody took a picture of like an offer up uh, deal where somebody was saying like, hey, I'll, you know, they were trying to sell for like 200 bucks. And someone said, I'll give you 50. And they're like, no, it's too low. And it's like, come on, it's a good deal. And they kept going. They said, all right, fine, I'll sell it to you. Here's the address. And then the person's like, meet me at this time. And the person gets the address and they respond back and they said, is this the right address? And they said, yeah. And he said, it's a comedy club. And he says, yeah, go inside and tell your jokes there. Oh my God. Like, that's <laughs> pretty funny. But yeah, you get people who, who you know, they want to, they want to insult your price. But then again, it's a good reminder that when you're at a, at a garage sale, even like how you come across, you know, if you're at a garage sale and you're trying to haggle and somebody says something, you got to be careful that you're not like, don't be mean. That's overpriced. How, like, how could you think? No that, one wants to sell to you. Yeah. So, so sometimes, even if they are overpriced like that, there are ways. And if you go back to our never split the difference, there are ways to be like, oh, all right. Like, you know, I, I understand. Like, that's that that does sound like a fair price. But then, just be honest. Like, I mean, how do you expect me to do? Like, I need to make money. So this is what I could do. And if that's not okay, then I totally get it. Like, you you might have a emotional connection to this item, and you just you don't insult their price and insult them for that. And and you're gonna you're gonna win more often doing that than just by saying. Uh, you know, that's crazy price. One, one of my favorite ones was I had a pair of Doc Martens, which Doc Martens so well. And these were the black 1460 boots that usually sell for close to 100. And it was, they were worn. And this person sent me a $5 offer. And they said, hey, these boots are really beat. You know, they're torn. They're, they're devastated. They're ruined. Like $5 is a fair price. And I'm just like, okay. Either I'm being trolled or this person actually believes that somebody's going to go, you know what? You are so right. What was I thinking? $5. I need to hit that accept button. Like, I, I just, I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. That's right. So, all right. I got more, another random story. But what about you? Man, you got a lot to talk about, huh? We got, hey, it's been, it's been a minute. That's right. Okay. Um, uh, let me pull up this message and I'll, I'll kind of read it. Well, I'll just go off of memory. So we sold, I mentioned that I bought like a, um, from another reseller, they were kind of clearing out some of their inventory and I made a deal on like probably 40 pieces of like, it's like DJ equipment and it's not big stuff. It's like small stuff that fits in a box. And, and most of them are the same. They're like three different items. And like one of them had like 30 of them. And then there was like three of another and like five of another. Right. And 
these items are mostly like lighting controls. And so like some of them were dimmer, some of them were relay packs, which is like control which lights are on. Some were, so I had different stuff and I don't even know what most of them do, but there's like a model and it's like, I know that people who are into this industry, they know what they're getting, right? Same thing with the camera. Like if I'm, if I'm buying a camera for doing video stuff, I've already done the research on like, okay, what audio equipment do I need? What audio equipment's gonna be compatible? And so when people buy stuff, they should know what they're getting. Well, I had one person who bought a, a relay pack and basically what that does is you just plug in different like cords to it and you can switch what, which ones are on or off. And with big DJ lighting, it takes a lot of power. So it, it allows you to switch the lighting, you know, without, um, without blowing a, a circuit or something. And it very clearly was in the description. This is the easy, whatever eliminator relay pack, um, all the, the specs on it, all, everything was there. Person buys it and they get it and they're, they request a return. It's not even that much. It's like, 30 40 bucks something like that and the ebay because we have returns automatically accepts the return and the reason they put is did not fit their first message to us said hey this doesn't work for my needs my system uh so i need a return and then they messaged us on top of that so the return really? just said that and then their message said hey you didn't have enough information on this i thought that this was a uh, a dimmer pack this is a relay pack this isn't even a dimmer at all uh, you better, I'm not going to pay the $15 to ship this back to you. You're going to pay for shipping if you don't want to get a uh, a negative review. That's compensate. a beautiful line right I there. I know. I saw that and I was like, oh, yes, this is great. So I responded and I said, I'm sorry you were unhappy with the product. It's clearly marked as a, um, or the item was listed as a relay pack, not a dimmer. So um, I'm uh, sorry it didn't work for what your needs are. You're more than welcome to send it in for a return. Uh, unfortunately, due to our policy, you're going to have to pay for shipping return. So I know I've got a big negative feedback coming real soon. And as soon as I get that, that's going to be like, here you go, eBay. Here's them threatening me with a with a review. Extortion. Yeah, they're basically saying you're going to pay shipping. And I mean, they didn't even put, I mean, luckily, if they would have put like doesn't work, if they would have done something, item not as described. If they did an item not as described, it would have been a harder fight with eBay. But they put item does not fit. Their message on the refund, the refund request, like comment that they put was this doesn't work for my system. And it was in the message afterwards that the extortion was. So I was like, all right. And again, it's one of those things you got to respond calmly. You respond with, okay, I'm sorry it didn't work. I mean, basically the same thing I'd respond if they were, you know, being nice to me is you could more than welcome to send it back for a refund. You're gonna have to pay shipping, right? This isn't an INAD. This isn't my mistake. This is you didn't do the research on the item you needed, and you're upset that it doesn't fit. So that's not not my problem. Yeah, it's you know somebody had mentioned here, Ken, uh, Ken Dago, who is on, on all our lives. So yeah. Appreciate you, Ken. Says <laughs> I love the threats. LOL. Seriously, it is once you get those, you know it's over. Yeah. Like then you then you can just lay it out. I mean, obviously you got to be tactful, but it's no longer a worry. Right. And so just be aware that those of you that are new that are listening, if you ever get a buyer who threatens extortion, if you do not do what they ask, you're you're good. You're good. Now, obviously, your item should be, you know, accurately listed. You know, picture should be solid and all that. But uh, usually that ends up being decided in your favor. Pretty much, I would say, ninety nine 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 percent of the time. So. All right. Hey, uh, before we get into our reselling topics, I want to talk about one, one, one of our sponsors, AmericanBubbleBoy.com. Uh, hopefully you went through a lot of bubble wrap at this last Q4. I did see a lot of people buying bubble wrap, like towards the end of the year. Maybe some people were trying to get that tax deduction at the end. Uh, but if you haven't yet, uh, those of you that are first time buyers, and I'm trying to see if we can get, you know, 
if you're a second time buyer, third time buyer, but right now for first time buyers, if you use the code uh, PRSO podcast through the link below, uh, you will get a discount. Uh, and so make sure and use our promo code PRSO podcast uh, and use the link below. And even if you buy through the link below, it, I, it's really awesome. Uh, even if you're a repeat buyer, just because it lets AmericanBubbleBoy.com know uh, that, you know, these sales are coming through through Pierce of Podcasts and allows us to maybe, you know, work something out for our listeners uh, in the future. So, and, you know, have a great relationship with Joel and everybody on the team over there. So really appreciate them. Again, AmericanBubbleBoy.com, best deal on bubble wrap, fastest shipping on bubble wrap. Check them out. Link below. All right, so we don't actually have our uh, YouTube up. We're streaming through another program right now, so we can't see how many likes we have. So someone let us know in the comments. I see 43 people watching right now. I'm hoping we have 43 likes, right? So if you haven't hit the like or subscribe button yet, uh, please hit that like and subscribe button. It lets other people know, because sometimes YouTube, even if you're subscribed to us and you have notifications on, YouTube won't always push out that we've got something streaming, that we're streaming, but the more likes a video gets, it starts to distribute it so more people can join us. So I'll... Uh, Somebody let us know how many likes we have and get those likes up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. So, yeah, and it helps a lot. I mean, this year, I think, is the year we want to really grow our YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to get back to dropping our videos every Saturday. Uh, we decided to take a break. <laughs> so we're going back to those eventually. All right, it is time, though, for uh, oh. Should I talk about social media for a moment? Sure. Okay. Hey, if you have not been following us yet on social media, we are Pierce Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and what was that other site? Twitter. Twitter, we are Pierce Podcast. Oh, yeah. It's been so long since I've done this. Uh, we, yeah, we are Pierce Podcast. Oh, also on TikTok. That's it. We need to get back on TikTok. Eh. But you know what? Here's I'm the data. TikTok. The data says that most people are on TikTok than any other social media right now. Yeah, I agree with that. It's just, to me, it's like, I mean, I guess if you're using it's it, toxic, it's man. poison, man. It really is. Yeah. It's so bad. As a reseller, I've never been so trolled until I got on TikTok. Not even just the trolling, but just getting sucked into, um, you know, watching things that are just time waste, man. It's a time sink for sure. All right. Someone said we got 21 likes. Yeah, 21. And oh, then we're halfway there. Uh, ODB 10 said that. And then Kendago says we have 44 now. 44. That's probably 46. Watching. Oh, watching. Okay. Oh, so 46 likes. All right. Yeah, All right. I'm good with Keep that. Thank you so much. So, I uh, thank you everyone for the support. So, follow us on social media. Uh, we're also Pierce Cast on Twitter. Maybe we need to tweet some more. I've always said that. It's just social media. I got to tell you, reselling is where we make our income. So, it's really hard to stop everything to just do social media, mm. you know, all the time. Uh, you can also uh, obviously find us on YouTube if you haven't yet. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, hit that bell notification. And, you know, so you're notified when uh, videos pop up. Especially if you're listening to the podcast and you've never caught us on YouTube. We had so many people say, hey, we're so glad we jumped over to YouTube. Uh, so definitely check us out there. If you want to get in touch with us, you can always leave us a voicemail. Uh, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or shoot us an email at purespodcast at gmail.com. That's purespodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we are grateful for all your support on Apple iTunes reviews. Uh, even if you don't listen through iTunes, it's always great to go over there and just maybe give us a five star. Leaving a comment is always great. It uh, really helps us out. We are the most uh, you know, rated reselling podcast out there. Uh, and we are the number one reselling podcast out there because of all the listeners. So really appreciate you. It's funny because if if our podcast numbers were the same as our YouTube numbers, we'd be a whole nother ballgame yeah. on YouTube. That's for sure. All right, we got so. a question here. So Sam's question is, <laughs> uh, where do you guys sell your jewelry finds? I found some 14 carat diamond. That sounds crazy. I don't know if that's right, but I'll, diamonds. 
pearl earrings and oh, maybe 14 karat gold um diamond pearl earrings and i'm not sure the best place to sell jewelry is so my suggestion i haven't sold a lot of like jewelry jewelry um i've sold watches and some things i've sold some necklaces i've sold some tiffany and company uh what i would do now that i'm thinking about it and i didn't even really think about it until you just said it how you can get something tested i mean there's ways you can test stuff and get your own stuff if you're going to really get into the jewelry market you I mean i would i would buy the stuff to test it yourself and figure out how to know what's what uh but what you could do is you could take something to a pawn shop and have them price it out for you of like what like is this actual gold is this what you know what size is this let them give you the information and then you can utilize that information yeah 14 karat gold with diamond and pearls okay um so use that information where they could tell you yeah it's this size diamond uh we could pay you this much and then sell it on ebay Right. But if you take it to a pawn shop and they say, oh, this is a fake or this is, you know, this isn't a real pearl or this isn't a real diamond, uh, then then, you know, and you can sell it as costume jewelry or something. But um, I don't know enough about jewelry, but I know eBay would be the place to do it. I mean, I'm sure if it's a really, really, really high end, there's probably auction sites for it. Uh, but for something like a 14 karat gold, I would probably just list it on eBay. Yeah. Now, there's there's a couple other options, too. So here's a few things you need to consider. I think Mike's idea is great just to give you an idea, you know, as to, Hey, what do you have? Right. Obviously you don't want to sell the pawn shop because no. <laughs> that'll be, you'll get the lowest dollar there. Uh, some other things to think about. Okay. Is, uh, you know, you have the real, real, which is a consignment, uh, and they deal with luxury and, and jewelry. That could be an option. Some people do that. Uh, the other one is I have a friend of mine who does jewelry exclusively on Etsy. Uh, and he has a whole store and he gets people that exclusively uh, buy from him. And so uh, that's another option. Now, e Mike says eBay, and I'm, I said with eBay, too, because eBay has the most amount of buyers in the world. Right. So you're going to get the most eyes on there. So if anybody else has any other uh, comments, uh, let us know. I understand you're scared of eBay scammers. And I get that. I get that. That is that is the toughest one. Now, you have to understand also, too. Uh, that every platform, you know, has certain protections, right? And so you also want to look at what protections do certain platforms have, right? If you go to Real Real, you are sending it to them and they take care of it, and it's pretty much a done deal, right? They'll just find the right buyer, and you're good, right? Uh, for example, I think eBay Princess sold her like a former wedding ring or engagement ring or something on on the Real Real too. So that that's why I brought that up because it's it's a pretty safe platform and they handle everything. Obviously, they take a bigger chunk. Uh, out of what you get now it's interesting it said found it at the goodwill bins it had it was like from zales sam that's a nice one keep us posted that 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 sounds like a hustle of the year or decade or whatever we'll yeah. see how it goes that sounds good so all right. all right hey by the way itunes reviews though if you haven't left us one please leave us one it would help us out a lot that's right all right are we ready to get to some uh reseller topics orlando calls them topics but in reality reseller news because things are happening and we are going to break down the information for you in a way that's good Orlando take it away all right so there's a few things that took place while we were gone I just want to share on some of those and some of this is going to be real practical now the first one I I don't know it, it all depends on you know <clears throat> do you do you have stock in eBay do you invest in eBay? Are you worried that eBay isn't going to be the go-to platform? So eBay changed their definition of GMV. So GMV is gross merchandise volume. That refers to the amount of items that eBay sells. And so the way they changed their definition uh, this past December, or maybe it was end of November, is initially 
they counted all their sales, whether the transaction was completed or not, which is which is kind of concerning to me because it's only that number has only gone down over the last few years. It hasn't gone up now. Their number on how much profit they make on the resellers as far as through promoted listings or fees, that's gone up and that's made uh, eBay continue to be profitable. And so now they changed it that the their GMV number is only going to be uh, transactions that are actually completed where people paid for items. Mm. So I thought, okay, there, there's two ways to look at it. Number one is, okay, uh, obviously eBay is, 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 you know, still the king when it comes to resale. Uh, as far as in the secondary market. Uh, but, you know, they have a lot of competition, right? The other side I looked at this is that eBay has promised, uh, their CEO promised uh, this past, I think it was October, uh, that they will soon no longer allow for unpaid items. As soon as somebody sends you an offer or you accept an offer or you send an offer, then in order for that to be completed, they're going to have to pay. And so maybe that's why they made the switch. I'm just speculating here. Uh, but um, anyways, I thought that was interesting news. Uh, see, Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that comment here soon. So I don't know. I don't know what you want to do with that info. I just thought that was interesting. I kind of It kind of bothered me a little bit, you know, that I, I, I did not know all this time that that was the case. And this is why I always say those 90-day numbers – they matter, but they don't matter that much because in there, there's shipping, there's fees, there's everything in there. So you really do not know how much the person is making the net profit. You could have somebody, I said this before, have a $30,000 90-day total, and they're only making $10,000 net profit. And you could have somebody else that's making $20,000 net profit, and they have to totally different models. So you can't base it on that. Yeah. And the hard part, like you said, like one thing about whether or not you're, you're actually investing in eBay. Uh, but you know, somebody did mention all companies, uh, blur the numbers in order to, you know, kind of make their stockholders or stakeholders happy. Uh, but what's scary is if eBay, if eBay's total underline or their total value, their, the, that bottom line number keeps going up, but the total amount of items they're selling, the gross, items they're selling the actual money that's being put through ebay is going down from items being sold and they're actually making that money off of the sellers the scary part about that is it's, it's almost like that old saying of like robbing peter to pay paul you know so they mm -hmm. keep their numbers looking good but less and less actual you know sales are happening on ebay in the long run that's that's a that's a really bad sign so you got to kind of look for hey um is that is this a sign that maybe you should be lining things up on another platform too? Because yeah, eBay is still in that top position, but you know, Poshmark, Mercari, all of these things offer up. I don't think Poshmark's coming close anytime soon. I'm not saying they are, but if each one takes a little chunk, little yeah, no, chunk, I agree. That's a good point. That's so, a good point. so if all of these things are starting to take little pieces, and if eBay can't figure it out, it tells us that hey, we need to be ready in case eBay keeps going down and starts having issues because if they have to keep raising fees in order to get that bottom line up so that as a company because that's what they they ultimately care about but for the long-term health of their company they want you know more products to be sold on ebay the scary thing with that yeah someone said stay on ebay definitely stay on ebay but just 100 oh, ebay know? ebay is the reason why we even do the podcast yeah. ebay is the reason why i'm a full-time reseller yeah so but you just got to be careful because if you put all your eggs in one basket 
and things get worse and worse and worse and you're not ready to jump ship, you might have missed the wave on something else, right? So just just be prepared. Know the other platforms that are out there as new things come out. At least dabble in it so you're aware. Uh, that's a that's a good good thing to be thinking about. All right. I do see what Ken says though. Stay stay focused. Stay on eBay. And what he means is I. You know, I, I go back and forth because and we do offer, you know, codes for cross-listing through Vendu and we love Vendu and, and the creators are awesome. Uh, and, you know, I do cross post every once in a while. But I will say is staying focused on eBay allows you to grow your eBay a lot faster and a lot more. Uh, and and so you got you kind of I don't know, there's different there's different approaches. You got to find what works for you. I know some individuals that they're on everything. They're on Depop, Grail, Poshmark, Facebook Marketplace, at everything. Uh, but I wonder if that focus was all on one platform, would they have the same numbers or even more numbers, you know? Yep. So just something to think about. Now, the next thing I wanted to bring up, uh, and I, I'm following up the conversation here between Rhythm J and Ken Daigle says, um, you know, it, it sucks that eBay removed their no fees uh, starting January 19 for items that are over $100. For the sneakers? For the sneakers. Now, uh, Rhythm J does say something says uh, to me, eBay made it seem like it was here to stay, but I understand. And so to me, I remember there being messages that like no fees forever, mm -hmm. something like that. I got, I have to find it unless it's, they're not going to promise it forever on anything. I don't know. I thought I saw something like that at some point. I mean, they might say like eBay is no longer charging fees, but they're not going to say like, this will never change because they just never know. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, anyways, with all that being said, it is sad that it's gone because I feel that, man, it brought so many people over, hmm. right? Because not only were people just going for sneakers, now they're like, huh, I wonder what else I can find on eBay. And so I'm, you know, as far as this caused a lot of people to jump from StockX, go all the other platforms. And I think eBay did a great job. I think eBay did a great job even with eBay, uh, their authentication program. Uh, it brought a lot of credibility uh, to selling shoes, you know, because StockX and Goat and all those do that too. Uh, but I, I even myself liked it because I would get people all the time would say, this is fake, this isn't real. Well, now it's guaranteed by eBay. But eBay, if you go, um, if you, uh, maybe I'll put the link in, in the description here below. You know, eBay still has the lowest fees when it comes to sneakers. They actually have a chart where they compare themselves to Go and StockX and Stadium Goods. Uh, well, I forgot about that platform. Uh, eBay is still the cheapest to sell a new shoes with the most amount of buyers. So even with the fees going away, it's still the place I think to, to, you know, sell stuff. Uh, and so, you know, uh, there's going to be other platforms that emerge. Um, somebody here is mentioning SneakerCon. That's another, uh, that's another move that like, if eBay purchases it, that would definitely change the game. Uh, but, uh, just be aware. Uh, I think it ends. Let me see. What is the date here? Yep. January 19th. And so just be aware of that. Uh, I know some sellers that are going to, uh, Matt Klein Hustle. You remember Matt? Yep. Great reseller, sells shoes all day. He had talked about how this is going to change the shoe game market because as a result of that no fees, there were a lot of resellers that jumped on the scene and they were buying stuff with super small margins, right? Because if they could sell, you know, something for $100, right, and only make 20 bucks, well, if they're not paying fees, that's always guaranteed 20 bucks over and over again. Or now... People are going to have to, you know, price in a lot of that. And so it's going to change the secret game as far as it goes on eBay. So just something to think about. So, all right. You have any more comments on that? Nope. Hey, have you ever tried to ship clothes to Mexico? I don't think so. 
Okay, so this was, I, I, I'm sorry. I sold I, a lot of GSP, but not much to Mexico. So I, yeah, and, and th this is why I didn't know this. And I feel bad. I don't remember who was on Instagram that brought it up. It was like middle of Christmas. Uh, and I started doing some researching. I did not know that in Mexico, you cannot resell used clothing. It's banned. And so you can't ship stuff out there either. And so th this explains a lot. Like I, I read, there's all these articles. Uh, there's this article on Vox about uh, people that, you know, and we, this happens to us all the time. Now, we don't know, you know, if people are smoking or not. We don't know. But we know that our my biggest competitors when I go to garage sales are people coming over from Mexico. Right. And they're not competition like they're buying all the stuff I'm looking for, but they'll be the people that will come in and uh, like there'll be like hundreds of baby clothes that no one wants and they'll just swoop and buy it all. Yep. Right. And uh, I did not know that like this is a big like profit. There's a lot of profit going on the smuggling used clothes across the border. Yeah. So if you ever get a request to ship something to Mexico, that's clothing. Be careful because that could be stopped at customs and you'll lose out on that money. Right. And this is why it's not part of the GSP program. So anyways, I thought that was fascinating. I'll uh, put that big, link in the description too. Big Drift said, uh, happy new year. Happy new year, guys. We didn't do our typical, uh, yeah, new thanks, year episode where we, uh, where we do like, you know, what our, our focus or goal or goal word is for the year. We'll probably do that here coming up here pretty soon. Something, something like that. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else said, is this live? Uh, no, this was yesterday. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> live, live right now. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and Allison, I got to tell you, you have a hustle of the week pretty much every day on Instagram. So just anyways, big drift. She does a great job. So, um, anyways, the news clothing market. So just, just be aware of that in case you're wondering, you know, why you can't ship. Cause there's plenty of people that tried shipping and they're like, Hey, for whatever reason, I keep getting stopped. And that is the reason. All right. So I'm going to share my story here that I was going to share earlier. All right. So I was out in the Midwest. I was trying not to do any reselling. But then I got onto Craigslist. And on Craigslist, somebody had a bunch of... I'll post this on Instagram stories here soon. Uh, there was a bunch of vintage Ninja Turtles. Not only did this person have that, they also had vintage Hot Wheels red lines. Beat beyond belief, but there's still money in there. Then they had Nintendo control. They had a bunch of stuff. So I'm like, I got to buy this. So, <clears throat> you know, I threw it out there and, and I bought a whole bunch of Hot Wheels uh, controllers. Oh, Nintendo Power Magazines, too. Uh, and I purchased everything for 140. I'll keep you guys updated if it becomes a hustle a week. But here's where the conversation got, got interesting. I said, hey, you know, um, I, you know, I, I was haggling and I said, you know, I could do this much. I think I offered him like initially like 120. He wanted 180 for everything. And he's like, hey, I'm not going to try to resell this on eBay. I'm not going to try to do this on Facebook Marketplace. I only do cash, right? Because I don't want to report my taxes. And I was like, okay. All right. And he's like, everything I sell is a fair price, blah, blah, blah. And went on and on and on. And I was like, okay. And then I walked away and I made the deal. I made the deal. It was great. <clears throat> But then at that moment, I was reminded that this year, 2022, is the year where anything that you make above $600 will be reported to the IRS. Yeah, I'm interested in how this is going to play out with, I mean, obviously, we know how it's going to be for eBay. And for those of us, probably for all, most of our listeners, 
it's not the end of the world because we're probably paying taxes on it anyways and claiming it. If you're just kind of like a real part-time seller and you're only doing five to ten thousand dollars a year, you might have been kind of sneaking under the table. Now it really stinks because it's gonna be awkward for people who, you know, maybe just sell a couple of things. Hey, I bought this, I've got this guitar sitting around the house and it's like a good one. I'm gonna sell for seven hundred bucks. And the next thing you know, you're you know, having to fill out new tax forms you've never had to deal with before. So that's that's gonna be a uh, uh, an annoying situation for sure. But what I'm really interested in is and maybe it's already out there. I've did a little bit of research and I, I don't have a clear answer yet. Maybe somebody else does. But you know, we I do a lot and my wife does a lot of like Venmo and Zelle. You know, somebody buys coffee and it's like, oh, I'll pay this time. And you pay them, you know, the 50 bucks for the meal or whatever it is. Well, if over the course of a year, if you've made more, if you've had people Venmo you more than six hundred dollars of stuff, then you really got to figure out okay, how much of this is repayment? Then you're going to have to show like this wasn't a, you know, this isn't like income. This is literally like I paid for dinner and they just paid me their half of it. And I don't know, it's going to be a weird thing to do. Uh, but yeah, someone says taxes are always due. Yeah, but but I know I know people who, like you said, that pretty much do local cash only and they're able to stay underneath the, uh, underneath the uh, radar. So a couple of things I was thinking through this now. I think it's only going to get worse. And the reason I say that is I think under the build back, build back better plan, like, you know, 87,000 IRS agents hired. Hmm. Right. Uh, so we, if you've never been audited before. I think the chance of an audit is getting well, higher okay, and higher. Don't, don't scare me. Well, yeah, it is going to go higher. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but higher to what? From 0.01% to 0.0 whatever percent. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But this is the thing. And a couple of things to think about. You know, always remember, and, and again, we're not about uh, discussing politics, but always remember when you vote, you got to think of all of the reasons why you're voting certain people into office. Because, uh, you know, obviously now I felt that resellers were like an insulated voting block, right? That really nothing really affects you, right? In the sense that, like, especially back in the day, if you did everything in cash, what's going to affect you, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you live your life how you want, right? You're a reseller, right? You don't have to worry about a lot of things. You don't have to, you don't, I don't even worry how I dress when I go out sourcing, right? Where another job, I'd have to maybe wear a tie and a suit, you know, all those things. I knew the comments were coming. I'm not looking for comments, here. but what I'm, what I'm saying is, I think for a long time as resellers, we felt a lot, and I'm saying we as a whole community felt that we're insulated from the effects of, of certain choices we made when we went to the voting booth, right? And now these are going to directly affect us. And I think it's only going to affect us more uh, in the sense that, you know, with technology, uh, I believe there's going to be an ability to track things even more, right? I mean, this Craigslist, you know, this, you know, what I bought, you know, what chances outside of that ever being tracked, pretty slim unless it listens to the podcast and it shares the story, right? But, you know, with algorithms, right, tracking what people are posting on Craigslist, tracking what people are posting on OfferUp, on Facebook Marketplace, you know, there's a very big possibility that there's going to be a follow-up on some of that. So, yeah, Mike and I have always been big. We we do our taxes legit. I mean, that you know, we, we believe that... <laughs> We do things because they're right, because of, of 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 a higher call, not just because the government tells us to. Okay, um, but at the same time, you know, this is a warning to everyone that like you got to make sure things are on the up and up, uh, because I think it's gonna uh, eventually get even. I, I don't know if worse is the word, but yeah. that's my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it really is gonna get interesting. I mean, 
eBay, Amazon, you're going to get the 1099 from. So it is what it is. And that's in some ways almost easy to deal with. It's not easy to deal with because I heard that the way eBay is going to do their 1099 is it's just going to be the, the gross value. And you're going to have to figure out how much of that was shipping, how much of that was fees, how much of that. So, I mean, we're, we're supposed to be trying to keep track of that anyways, but it's not going to be broken down of like, here's how much net you made minus cost of goods. But you're going to have to on your own fill out. This was the eBay fees. This was the the shipping fees this was so you're gonna have to figure all that out so there's programs like godaddy mm -hmm. bookkeeping there's also tax programs out there somebody you know can there says get a cpa that helps too uh and so there's just various ways uh to do this uh somebody said <laughs> uh web profile says that's an interesting username said uh when did the, the ebay cut this deal with the irs no ebay was not I'm not a fan of it because it's going to push a lot of people away from their platform, right? Because again, it, it makes sense if you're a reseller and you're doing this for income. I mean, yeah, you've got to do your taxes. It is what it is. You know, death and taxes those are the two things that are certain in life. Uh, but if you're, like I said, if you're just the average person who's like, yeah, I, I buy things on eBay sometimes and, oh, you know, I've got this, you know, old Xbox later in my house and I've got this. If all of a sudden they're like, oh, I, I can't sell too much stuff or I'm going to have to like have, go get a CPA and forget it. I'm not going to sell on eBay. That might push people away from eBay. Like eBay ebay as a company wants more sellers wants more buyers on their platform and if you know again they're not resellers they're not selling thousands tens of thousands of dollars of items a year but you know 600 is a low number i mean that's that's that is so low that i mean that's that's for some of us that's a day of sales you know what i mean it's just it's uh anyways again if you've been on the up and up it's all good uh but you know on, on the other way you know that guy that i talked to like I just I worry about them because I think the time is coming where even cash deals are going to be able to be tracked if you post stuff online. Yeah, well, don't put if you're doing cash deals, you're not posting stuff online. So no, but Craigslist and OfferUp and all those platforms. Yeah, but you know you don't have. I mean, I guess you mark things as sold, but you could just delete it off there. No one knows that you had threw it away. You know, I didn't sell my Xbox. I threw it away. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This I got to bring this one up. This was good. This was making the rounds on social media. Uh, make sure you guys report any profits from drug dealing and or property you might have stolen throughout the year. That actually is an IRS policy. It's in there. Right. So just let you guys know, it's not only the cash that you got to worry about. It's like, hey, if you sold stolen goods on Amazon or eBay, make sure to report that to the IRS. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. I love, I love when you're filling out that part of the form and it's like, have you made any other money that hasn't been claimed? It's like, how many people are like, yeah, you know what? I did have a garage sale this year and I made like 400 bucks on my garage sale. Let me throw that on there. You know, again, resellers do it. But if you're just like the one person doing a garage sale or you, you dog sat for somebody for a week and you made 200 bucks, like most people aren't claiming those things. So, But they know. I mean, there was one year. I mean, I'll just be transparent. There was one year I forgot to report income from like I was teaching homeschooling mm -hmm. and uh, I, it wasn't like on purpose. It was. I had given it to my tax preparer and it ended up in a bunch of files and it never was put into my taxes. And I signed that everything was good. And next thing I know, like six months later, here's a bill for, I don't know, it was, it was a few thousand. And I had, I obviously I amended the return. I took care of it, uh, but people find out. So just be careful. So, all right, that is our reselling topics. So, cool. but before we move on to our next section, we have, another sponsor some people were laughing about the american bubble boy that we're always talking about hey we love american bubble boy yeah we also love our skull shavers yeah and so skull shaver is a product being used to keep our heads uh nice and neat 
uh, by, you know, it's a mobile uh, electronic shaver that charges pretty well. Yeah. Right. And uh, we have a new promo code, though. Yeah, it's uh, PHP now. So promo code pure no longer works. Um, for those of you guys who listen to our podcast um, and and if you are catch us on YouTube, um, don't you could share it with a friend. You could say, like, hey, if you want to get the skull shaver, there's these two bald, beautiful guys on YouTube that oh use goodness. it. And it's it, it must be an incredible product. You should get it. Uh, you should use this promo code PHP. So you could tell them to use PHP. But don't like don't go into like those coupon websites and put it in there like, hey, I use promo code PHP. Uh, because then it messes it up. So our last promo code, which I'm not even going to say anymore, uh, no longer works. So you got to use promo code PHP, Purest Podcast, PHP, and you will get a nice little, uh, nice little, nice little uh, deal there. And it helps us out. So yeah, do that. All right. Are we ready for our next section here? Yeah, of course we're ready for our next section. Everybody's favorite. Bolo. 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 What's your bolo? Uh, mine is one that we... Uh, We've mentioned before, um, and I guess New Year, so reuse old stuff, uh, but it's the time of the year for this, and so it might be harder to pick up these items this at this time, uh, but everybody's wanting to do you know, a new fitness routine, a new diet routine, so this is the time of the year. If you've got a death pile, maybe you're at a thrift store, maybe you normally don't pick up workout videos, or you normally don't pick out like weight equipment or things like that. If you see it at a good price, though, now's the time because that stuff flips. Uh, one of the things that I, I bought, I mentioned a while back, I was able to pick up a rowing machine. It's normally like 250 new. I got it for $15 and I've got the sweet rowing machine, but it's pretty much sat in my shed because I don't want it outside. I don't have my, my gym is an outdoor gym and so I don't have it covered. So it's been sitting there and I've been like, okay, maybe when I get a different place, I'll set it up. But I'm like, now's the time that I could probably sell that rowing machine for 120 bucks and it's in really good condition. It's $250 new. And so now's the time like january is the oh, time people yes. will buy that stuff <clears throat> so if you've got death piles and you've got that you know uh, p90x which is a little bit if he's selling on uh ebay i've done it sometimes they pull it uh or if you've got you know that beach body you know whatever dvd just, just set. be careful with those i, I, well, I know i'm we, we, we've talked about that <laughs> um but if you've got those things if you're sitting on on workout videos or workout equipment now's the time to list it and if you see it at, at thrift stores or at garage sales and the price isn't bad pick it up because those are quick local flips so people are looking for that stuff now no that's true i mean it's like you know the gym's always packed out on the first month yep right and you only have that first month yep <laughs> so it has to be quick all right so mine's kind of an interesting one so i'm always a fan of picking up off-season sports items in the off-season so or or for example, let's say the Chargers make it to the Super Bowl this year. Okay, great. I'm bringing all this competition to myself. Okay? If uh, Chargers make it to the Super Bowl this year, I mean, I don't know. I don't follow football. But let's Maybe say they're they doing good. Let's say they made it to the Super Bowl, and then they get destroyed. Okay, all the, there's going to be an influx of of inventory. Like people are going to offload stuff at the thrift store. They're going to offload, you know, retail arbitrages. You know, there's going to be a bunch of stuff on clearance. Uh, and now is it like right after something like that happens or when a season ends, that is when the time to buy stuff. Now, what that'll entail though, is that you hold it for a while, right? So for example, uh, I've talked about, I had these, uh, jerseys, Anaheim duck jerseys that I bought. I think it was like March last year. It was, you know, it wasn't hockey season. Uh, they were $15 a piece. I bought, I don't know, like 50 of them. And they were some of my hottest sellers this December. I sold, I don't know, I, let's say 
let's say 30 or 40 of them uh, for over $100 a piece. Okay, that was nice profit margins. I had to sit and I had to wait, but I bought it in the off season. I did not sell in the off season because in the off season, people were selling a bunch of them for $50, $60. I said, say, you know, I'm going to wait till the season hits. And sure enough, I'm still so, I mean, I just sold two yesterday, hoping to get one today. It's just been consistent. So look for off season sports items in the off season, especially on teams that get devastated in the playoffs because people real quick, they, you know, they're fair weather fans. And so they'll turn on a team and they're done with their merchandise. They'll sell it for cheap online and you have an opportunity to snag those items and keep moving. Yeah. So, all right. Um, how was my bolo? Sweet. What are you looking forward <laughs> so, to? Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk. I got two. First is, and let us know in the comments. What are you guys looking forward to? I'm interested. You know, yeah. it's 2022. What are you looking forward to in this week? And then what are you looking forward to 2022? There we go. So the first thing is, I've always said this. Amazon is quick money, but to me, it's boring money. In the sense, it's like, I feel like I'm a warehouse worker. I'm getting inventory. I'm bringing it back home. Uh, I'm packing it. I'm sending it out to FBA. Uh, and it's just, you know, meh. But eBay, you know, all these Hot Wheels I've been selling, all this Disney stuff I've been selling, like, I love the treasure hunt. So I'm looking forward to going back to garage sales. I'm looking back to going to local deals. And I guess, I don't know if it's a resolution, uh, but this year I'm only planning to go thrifting once a week. That's it. I, I will not go to thrift stores anymore. Uh, I plan on getting all my stuff through local deals or garage sales. I just because I find that it, I waste too much time, too much time uh, going from store to store, finding that there's high prices, finding that all the good stuff is already being listed on store that shall not be names website or another website. Uh, I My best deals, if I go through all my sales and I did this this year, go through all my best sales this year, very rare that they came from thrift stores. Now, that's what I'm going to do. That's in San Diego. That's how it is. Uh, and so, you know, I, I just, I am not, I, we've said this for a long time, but I just don't think thrift stores are the way to build. I think it, it takes a lot of work. Maybe if you have a team, maybe you develop great relationships, but even that it's been harder to develop relationships uh, out here in San Diego because there's been a lot of transition. So, uh, and the second thing is I've, I've vowed never to talk about this on the podcast. But uh, so this Q4 was rough on me and it was rough because uh, uh, I'm in just bad shape. Uh, my health is not my health is fine. I don't have any issues. I don't have hypertension or high blood pressure. I've been blessed somehow to have, uh, you know, this body and not have issues. But man, I was exhausted. Knees weren't doing so hot. There's times I just didn't want to go source. Um, I was just tired. And um, yeah, I felt it. And it was just because I was eating a lot of junk. I wasn't working out. Well, and now that you've talked about it on the podcast, uh, all of our listeners are going to hold you accountable. I know. So I'm not going to start any YouTube channel. I'm not going to do a new Instagram. Yeah, I'm we want to follow no, it. We want to follow no, the weight loss. No, 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 we want to follow the health no, journey. No. But uh, I think it's it's finally time. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was going, somebody says, get to the gym. There was, you know, before I moved, I was working out three to four times a week. I was going to the gym twice a week. I have a tread climber here. Um, and then once I moved, like I let it, I let it all slide. And, 
uh yeah man i gotta tell you like even getting in and out of that cargo van was like oh man it was rough and so uh yeah i i I feel it's you know you've heard a lot of resellers that are like in top shape say this uh that you know health is important to maintain your business keep your mind sharp i keep you uh moving hustling and so i'm gonna have to start making some changes here so i'm I don't know if I'm looking forward to it, but it's something I need to do. So that's yep. it. It's good stuff. How about um, you? Before I get that, somebody asked a question. Uh, does American Bubble Boy ship to Canada? Um, I don't know. We'd have to check in on that. Maybe you can go to the website and check. Uh, but let me tell you this. If they don't, that's a perfect opportunity. If you're in Canada and there's no American Bubble Boy alternative there, then you should start instead of American Bubble Boy. It should be like Canadian Bacon Bubble or something like that. <laughs> Like that would be a good name. Like if that that's like a good name for a company, Canadian Bacon Bubble, or I don't know, maybe maybe Canadian Bacon is offensive for people who are in Canada. I don't know, maybe you maybe you like that name, uh, but uh, or or uh, Canadian Bubble Boy, like something like that would be sweet. Like so, uh, you could you can you know jump on that. So cool. Uh, and somebody else said uh, that that hustling is greater than the gym, and it it goes it goes hand in hand. I think one of the things like Orlando mentioned, being in good shape there's there's a couple of things that'll help you with right like going to the gym an hour in the morning you can actually have a more productive day it releases endorphins you've got more energy um it it, it could it's same thing with sleep like you can you can some people very few people can sleep on four hours of sleep you know and survive but it's like a genetic thing it's not just like you can train yourself to do it either you can or you can't so some people try for a long time to do four or five hours of sleep thinking they're more productive and they're really running at like 60% capacity all day and they don't even realize it. Like they think they're running at 100% capacity. I think that's what happened to me, and they're honestly. Not. And so yeah. you know, you might lose a few hours by sleeping seven hours instead of four hours, but you might actually be running at 100% capacity and it's actually, you can hustle harder. So the two things kind of go hand in hand there. Uh, Real quick, uh, one of our good our good friends here said, quick, shake, quick, Hugo and Tiffany. Yeah, they're all about working out. They're actually personal yeah. trainers and resellers. Go check them yeah. out. Uh, but yeah, they uh, they actually a few years ago had talked to me about this, and I kind of I, I didn't blow them off. We're good friends. We just you know we they actually trained me for a moment, and uh, yeah, I walked away from it. So time to get back. Uh, so favorite podcast? Uh, you know, right now we're just, we're looking. We don't know. We miss, I miss scavenger life. Mm. So, but anyways, for another time. So thank you, William. If somebody says I sleep, says I sleep at Goodwill. Well, hey, that's how you can find stuff really, really fast. So, man, somebody brought up Gary V. I got plenty to say about Gary V. We'll yeah, for another podcast. We'll go, we'll go down that route another time. All right, all right. So, what I'm looking forward to, um, we're actually doing like a big, a big resell, um, potentially. So, we bought the fifth wheel to live in, and our original goal with the fifth wheel was to live in it for five years, knowing that when we sold it, we'd probably end up with like. 25 to thirty thousand dollars in profit right like equity as it were because we paid for it so it's not really profit um but that was our idea if we could if we could pay this off in like five or six years and then when we sell it it would be like renting for five or six years somewhere and then making 20 or 30 grand well we've got enough equity in it right now and that the prices are actually really really high in fact if we would have sold it like six months ago we probably would be making like twenty thousand dollars more than we're making now but the prices have gone down a little bit I'm afraid the prices will go down more as time goes. So the market's high enough right now that we can actually sell it most likely for more than we bought it for. And so with the equity we already have, we're looking at, you know, making a good amount of money in a, a short amount of time, like actually potentially making money on something and basically being able to live there for free for a couple of years. Uh, so we're looking at potentially doing that. Um, 
uh, no, luckily. So if it was a, a pay monthly lot, honestly, so that's one thing a lot of people hear my story about doing the fifth will and they ask things like, you know, sh should I do this? It's really tough because if you're paying for a fifth will and you're paying for a spot, some spots, it depends on where you're on the country in San Diego, you're paying, you know, a thousand dollars a month just for your spot on top of your, mm -hmm. you might as well be renting. So it doesn't really save you a lot of money. Luckily my in-laws have a lot of land. Uh, and so we're off the grid. Like we basically kind of dry camp. We have a well and then we have solar power and a generator and that's, that's how we live. But we're, we don't have to pay for parking, uh, which is what's made this possible for us. So if we had to pay for parking, we wouldn't have done it. Uh, but, uh, it, it may or may, uh, not work. So, uh, if, if we could sell it soon, then that puts some money in our pocket and potentially allows us to buy an actual real estate property, some real property where we have can build some real equity. And we've talked in the past, we're not, you know, finance. I mean, we, we do talk about finances. So, uh, but if inflation continues to go and it may not, it's not going to, I don't think can it continue to increase at the rate it's increasing, but it, it's still way up. And if it keeps trending up, even if it's more than the normal, you know, 2%, then one of the best ways to hedge against inflation is borrowing money. And I'm, we're big against borrowing money and taking out credit card debt or anything like that. But, uh, you know, it's almost worth it if you can buy a house that you can afford because, you know, by the time you get to your, your, your payoff time, 30 years, it might be like paying pennies on your property because, you know, the, the value of the dollar continues to go down. Yep. No, I, I just hope everything works out, man. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's, I love watching Mike's journey. I mean, if, if you haven't heard us from the beginning, Mike was in an apartment in San Diego paying a ton of rent and then decided to get serious. Reselling got more serious and, and now you're taking even more next steps. Yep. So just a good thing. All right, I do want to address. So Victoria Bernard watching from Switzerland at three thirty in the morning. Yeah, and is either so you're happy. an early riser or late to bed. Hopefully, an early riser. Nah, but I, I love international listeners. Switzerland, I want to visit Switzerland. I got to tell you, I, that's on my a bucket list. So, anyways, we're looking forward to an awesome year. It's going to be a great year. I, I again, stay tuned to our theme episode. I have some thoughts about what it actually is going to look like. I think it's going to be different than any other resale year we had, or maybe Orlando's just, you know, just, you know, he just thinks too much. So we'll see what happens. Anyways, hope you have had a great start of January. Thank you to all of you that tuned in make sure if you haven't yet smash that like button uh, and follow us on social media. We are Peterson podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, TikTok, and Peterson cast on Twitter. And uh, with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant and be reselling late peace happy new year everyone